Lindsay Barra, and welcome to Food of the Gods, a podcast that explores how elite athletes eat and train to fuel performance. In these Gurus editions, we'll feature strength and conditioning coaches, nutritionists, recovery scientists, and other performance specialists who help athletes to be their best. In this two-part episode, we talk with Anthony Zamora, Director of Performance Nutrition and Executive Chef for the Utah Jazz. As both a registered dietitian and an accomplished chef, Anthony ensures that the 15 players on the Jazz roster, along with coaching staff and employees, are properly fueled and ready to tackle the NBA's 82-game schedule and all the long flights and late nights it includes. His advice for his pros and for us normal folks as well, carry a gallon jug of water and finish it by the end of the day, make sure you get enough protein and put spinach in all the smoothies. Hey, how are you, Anthony? Doing great. How are you? I'm good. They're cutting down a tree outside my office window. So I have been forced into my very Brady Bunch basement. (laughs) It's very cold down here. (laughs) Nice walls. Oh my God, right? Nothing like a little wood paneling. Yeah. How are you? Where are you? I'm in our practice facility. Yeah, so today's a game day. And we had shoot around this morning, served breakfast and lunch. And then uh, everybody kind of splits around like 1230 or so on these days. And then we meet up at the arena in a few hours and get everybody rolling with pregame meal. And then we'll have um, a little halftime fueling station set up. And then postgame is ready after that. So I was reading in an old NBA.com article that your days are pretty long. They started around 6.30 in the morning. Is that right? Yeah. For our group, we're in here super early, getting breakfast ready. Relative to, I worked for four years in the NFL before this. And like relative to that, this is much more like, I would say I have more life balance than I did there. Because it's like, we didn't have a kitchen or anything in when I worked in football and everything was catered. So you've got to show up when the caterers show up, because like, if say they don't show up and like, you know, you come strolling in when breakfast is supposed to be ready at like six or six 30, they're not there. Then like it's on you. So having that ultimate ownership, but uh, yeah, we're in here early. And then it's super important. I think for everyone keeping our um, ourselves anchored with a good attitude. Cause it's like when you work those long hours, if, you make that choice to be negative, then it uh, just bleeds over and then nobody wants to come eat, right? <laughs> well, I don't know about you, but I always want to come eat. <laughs> so wait a minute though. When you were in the NFL, all the meals were catered. Now that you're in the NBA, as I understand it, you're cooking all the meals, right? You have a team of, of guys who cook with you? Yeah, that's correct. So my background, I was trained in dietetics. I went to school for nutrition and um, got my registered dietitian. And then most of my role in football was as that registered dietitian, uh, sports RD. And then when I got this opportunity at the jazz, because I had been cooking just at restaurants in high school throughout college, kind of on the side, always was very in tune with the power of like food and how it just goes hand in hand. If you're talking about performance nutrition. So the Utah jazz was my first opportunity to really like build that program from scratch as I'm the director of performance nutrition and the executive chef at the same time in that dual role. So that's really cool. So in football, you were sort of planning what they would be eating with the caterers. Like we need a lot of carbohydrates in this meal and whatnot. And now you're planning all of it and then actually executing with the job. Correct. Yeah. Like when you see 
the catering operations, whether it's like from a restaurant or from a hotel, kind of like understanding that we are one of a million events that they have over the year. And so certain things where I'm hyper like focused on, okay, we need to make this crema for the tacos with Greek yogurt. Like maybe that's not as high on their priority list as it is mine, <laughs> but like in this environment where we're able to like have meetings about every meal and like talk about how it's going to go down, like what the reasoning is behind why for example, you know, you're not going to serve like a high fat meal pre-competition, but just getting all of my staff, because we have a combination of like nutrition majors, but then also just like purely culinary. And so getting everybody on the same page behind the why, so they can articulate that if the athlete is to ask, it's so cool to be in control like that. So I was going to ask you, how big is this team of yours? How many people are you working with? So I'm one of 11 and it's, amazing this is my fourth season and where it started was just myself and an assistant in april of 2018 and to now just like every year we've been able to do more and create more value and not only with players but we're talking about how important is it for a coach to be locked in mentally and how does nutrition impact that so what we're able to offer our coaching staff, our performance healthcare staff, even as far as like doing cooking classes for coaches and athletes' wives, like mm. just ownership dinners, like every game night, like we're able to do all these different things, but it's not something that we, like we started, like players were the focus and that was it. And now it's just been able to do more and more and more and more. And I love seeing it grow and really the, the leadership aspect has been cool about how do you manage a performance team? So I'm learning more every day about it. So I have so many questions. First of all, if you're getting there at six and 30 in the morning, I want to know how many meals, snacks, et cetera, you're cooking per day. But then now that you're talking about feeding coaches and other performance staff, how many people are you cooking for as well at all of those meals? So it might sound like a lot, but once again, like with the relativity of where I had come from a football team, like it's really, so our group size is between like 60 and 70 on a given day on the road. It goes down to about 50. Uh, I travel with them full time, but our guys, like we have full meal prep available for them if they want to do that. And our young guys take huge advantage of that, which I love seeing them do, but breakfast, lunch, like take home meals, send you home with snacks. Like we're making our own like turmeric hummus, protein yogurt. Like we do fresh fruit cups, things that they can easily have vacuum seal, like four ounces of deli meat in containers. So they stay super fresh and they can just take them and have them in their fridge. And it's so cool when guys will come and like, Hey, I need help at home. Like I'm eating like, not as good as I should in the evenings when I'm trying to snack, like what are some stuff I could do? And we have the ability to send them home with a lot of things that are homemade here in our kitchen or just having some of those more like intentionally nutritious snacks that you see around at the grocery store, like helping them choose the right ones that we just, we just have here so we can send them. But it's like 60 is the size and every meal is available for everybody. So this is on game days and on practice days as well. And on recovery days or yeah, as well, I, jo <laughs> I joke day. around, joke around. And it's like, 
there's not really a Monday through Friday once we get in season, but it's like, is it a game day, practice day, recovery day, or a travel day? Define like off day. Even like yesterday, for example, we had a lockout day, which means like no one is supposed to come in. I still got like three different texts about like, hey, could I come in and get food? And of course, like my group and myself are here getting ready for the next few days because we always stay ahead. You never know like what kind of curveball we get thrown at you. But um, I'm like, of course, like, come on in. Like there's somebody here that'll be able to take care of you. So we're just a resource that's like always available for them. So how does your meal planning and cooking and how does what you give the guys change on game day, recovery day, travel day? Our group will sit down and we'll have collaborative menu writing sessions. And then based on what we're anticipating the schedule is going to be, because once again, it could change last minute, but we'll say, okay, this is a game day. Like pasta is super popular for lunch on a game day. Like how can we elevate that? Maybe with like a broccoli and kale pesto in there and just trying to do like, we're very proud that we don't do a cycle or like a repeat menu, but it's, we create a new one all the time. And that being said, it's like, we serve chicken all the time, but we're trying to serve it in like different ways or different sauces, whatever, just to make it. So you're not getting fatigued by seeing the same thing all the time. So for a post-practice meal, we're going to be a little bit more, I say like have more fun with it. So we could do some higher fat stuff. I just was able to build a brand new kitchen in our arena and we don't use it every game, but we do have a fryer. And so like <laughs> for the last post game that we had, like we did a like tempura veggies, we had a um, sweet potatoes and squash that were done uh, tempura style with a little like aioli sauce. So it can be a little bit more pack on the calories after an intense competition. What do you feed them pregame? It's you said the pasta, the chicken, and is it like a, the kind of thing where these guys are eating like three hours before a game. So is this like a lunchtime meal? How did the pregame meals work? So for example, we have a 7 PM game tonight and the first pregame meal that we serve based on when the guys get there, because everyone is on a completely different schedule when you go into a game, because <laughs> you'll have some guys, everyone's got their own routine, but it's like, if you know, you have your court time at 5 PM, and you have like your table time and then your weight room activation time. Everybody's on a schedule like that. They've got their own like personal time slot. So I have, I know my first guy will be in there at like 4 PM to have his pregame meal. And then I have others that they'll have theirs at like six. And so as you know, like the whole space of nutrition, it's all gray. Some people could down a like composed meal, um, 30 minutes before and others it's like, you got to have that two hours before. So they have time to break it down. So we're just, everyone finds their own rhythm with it, but pasta is very popular. Like I said, we have six guys that are getting the same pregame meal for every single game. Hmm. And then that's something that we take care of them on that. And then the other ones, we do a different one every time. So the meal, when we played two days ago, was a kind of stir fried chicken breast with sticky rice. 
as a pregame. So less in fiber, lean protein, more focused on carbohydrates, lower fat. And then tonight our special is a chicken noodle soup, super hydrating, low fat, higher carbohydrates. I don't that's, suppose that's the, uh, I don't suppose the six fellas who always get the same meal all eat the same meal. That's six different same meals, right? Correct. <laughs> Correct. This is a lot of juggling for you guys. So I'm blessed to have an amazing group that I get to lead, but everybody's just like super locked in with our process. And like they say, they're drinking the same Kool-Aid as I am. Like we're all a little crazy, but yeah, making it all happen. It's a beautiful thing with like this group size, you have 17. So, you know, we're able to really, really customize. And if somebody wants something special, because the fun part about professional sports, it's so important in my opinion to have relationships because depending on your team, certain things are in contracts, of course, whatever, but it's like, if you would like a guy to do a like DEXA body comp that we offer, like they don't have to do it. They could just say like, F you, like I'm good. And you know, a couple of them do, but then the other ones, I pride myself that we have great relationships and it's like, Hey, this is a really cool way that we could help track your progress. Like see you over the years. It's the gold standard of body composition. So we joke around and say that the metaphor is uh, dropping the crumb and let them come to us. Mm -hmm. So if I know someone needs to like lose a little body fat or put some weight on or whatever, like, unless if the GM or coach kind of like drags the guy by the ear to me and says, you guys need to sit down and have a conversation. I'm just kind of trying to ask the right questions to find a level of motivation and not try to like say, Hey, you need to lose weight. I don't ever want to say that and be like bad guy. I tell people I'm not the food police. Like don't be afraid to eat like a dessert around me or whatever. What percentage of your job is fueling guys properly deciding how to put lean muscle on some guys, how to drop fat on other guys. And what percent of it is actually like, in the kitchen doing the nitty gritty of sauteing noodles and portioning out chicken breasts and mahi mahi fillets. It's a really great balance actually, Lindsay. So because of the way our group is structured, like we're able to give certain people, I mean, everybody, not certain people, but everybody is able to get an off day throughout the week, even though like everybody else will be here kind of like, as far as like coaches are always here, like the performance healthcare staff, like strength coaches, like they're always here and stuff, but I'm able to give my group time off. And so I find like my weekends, I'm less busy in terms of the emails. And I mean, for example, like we are doing some coordinating for players that want to do a deeper dive from a blood test standpoint right now, I'm coordinating meals for when we go on the road, the, following week we'll be on the road for eight days so i'm less busy with that stuff on the weekends and that's more so like when i'll jump in but out of like the whole breakfast today like i was jumping back there and i made two omelets we probably served 40 or 50 people but like i was in there for a little bit mm -hmm. i always make a point to go back throughout the day whether it's like 20 or 30 minutes and help the group clean dishes i find that like as a leader, it's very important to 
let them know that I'm not above like any of that work in the trenches. I feel like it allows me to be more relatable, more of a human, get my point across. And so I'm not just like saying, Hey, like this was missed. And they're like, well, you don't do anything. Yeah. <laughs> so well, I try to get in when I can. I'm assuming also that since you got into this profession and you worked in restaurants and that you actually like to cook. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I love it. Three years ago, I was in the kitchen like all day, every day. And so I knew my vision was like, Hey, even though like, because my role used to just be chef, I was a dietitian, but my role was chef. And so it was just like performance chef, but I knew I wanted to be like the director of performance nutrition. So in my mind, I was like, I'm going to execute all these duties still, but act like this is actually who I am before I had the title. Awesome mentor of mine. He said, like, don't go for the great title, but make your title great. Huh. So like just applying those words and like, I've already said, like how we've been able to grow and diversify our scope and what we're able to offer them. Do you, as a the nutritionist side of you, do you advocate a particular type of diet? I like the one that you're going to be able to be consistent with. <laughs> and what do you do with guys on your team? I have no idea what the makeup of your team is. Do you have vegans? Do you have you know, vegetarians on your team? How do you accommodate these guys with all of these different types of diets? Yeah, we are super fortunate in that regard that everyone, because my the way that I preached it is it's like you hear stories and you see things of it's like, maybe someone wants to go like all meat or they want to go like all veggies and no meat. And I'm like, why can't we just like meet in the middle and not have to be super hardcore into something and let's just have balance. So everyone has bought into that approach from my side. So you get talk, which is why I love being full-time and being around because guys are interested and they want to ask like, Hey, so I heard this, or I saw this on social media. What are your thoughts? And then we'll break it down that like, Hey, it's all gray. And I'm super supportive where it's like, if you want to go down that road, then we're going to look at micronutrients that maybe you'll be missing out on and how we can supplement and make it work for you. So I'm not ever, once again, I don't want everyone to put like an X on something or tell somebody they're wrong, but it's like, Oh, that's cool. Like, you know, maybe I'm trying to be just accommodating and I want everyone to know they can come to me for help no matter what it is. But yeah, we don't have any like vegetarians or vegans. Luckily we're only have like a couple of minor allergies and they're not even amongst the players. So it's just like some staff that I'm being mindful and careful of it. We're not going to have anybody uh, get a swollen throat or something from some <laughs> shrimp. <laughs> you know, no, no danger from the peanuts. <laughs> right. That's crazy. I like to ask this to the nutritionist. Cause I just remember being so shocked by it and thinking it was so cool hearing him talk about it way back. I covered the Beijing Olympics and Michael Phelps told everyone on earth that he ate 10,000 calories a day. Right. So NBA players, they run an awful lot. They have long practices. They're in the weight room. They're much bigger than average humans. I don't know that I think they're eating 10,000 calories per day, but how much food does the average NBA player actually need to consume? It was really eye-opening to me when I got really into like out of school and actually into sports dietetics, like in the real world, because what the textbook will tell you is let's say it's like 10 to 12 grams of carbs per kilogram of body weight. 
And when you do the math on some of those, like you have these guys that are, should be like on five, six, 700 grams of carbohydrates a day. And then you look at them like realistically. And I love, like we could dive into the concept of like metabolic adaptation and how your body responds to what you do consistently. And like, I could think of someone who is like above 200 pounds that like maybe on some days they're getting like 200 grams of carbs. Maybe some days they're getting 400, but it's not like what's real. Isn't what's recommended from what I see. Hmm. And then at the same time, you have some guys who are on that 185 pound side and you have some guys who are on that like 275 pound side. So those look drastically different. I would say like that 185 guy, he's more in that like 2000 to 3000 calorie range. And then it's been so cool. This is my second year doing full-time travel with them, but to assist and help out with ordering or setting up stuff at restaurants or when we're having like practice days, game days, like all those meals that I'm responsible for coordinating and actually seeing how they eat on the road too. And so those bigger guys, like there are some really busy days. Cause we'll have like today, if you think about it, and we had shoot around in the morning, which is kind of like a lighter practice, but that can get intense. Like guys are always doing extra work after it. And then they're going to do other warmups on the court and then they're going to play. So it's like, if you are a 30 plus minute guy, and you're like one of those bigger guys, they're up some days like above five or 6,000, just seeing how they eat. And I'm all for it because the tendency is to lose weight in season. Mm -hmm. So any way that we can just try to help stay on them. I know you had Dr. Singh on about the sleep stuff. Yes, she was great. That's a whole nother avenue to go down and discuss with switching time zones and back-to-back -back games in different cities. It's like a super fun challenge every day about how can we not only optimize, but I say mitigate like the challenges and some of the detrimental stuff that's just natural of the schedule. So if you have a guy who's only eating two or 3000 calories, that's not a huge amount of calories. I know a lot of guys just walking around on the street are probably eating a lot more than that. And they're not expending as much energy as an NBA player. I think it also, it speaks a lot to how much food we really do need to eat to exist and how much a lot of us do overeat. But how do you also make sure, I mean, I know that you're really going into the planning of your meals with micro and macronutrients and whatnot, but how do you make sure that those guys that aren't eating the huge amounts of food are really getting all the stuff that they need to support the sleep, to support the muscle recovery? It's a big job. It's a, it's a lot you have to account for. I love saying that like, in addition to providing everything to get them to do it, I'm kind of like turning into a hype man a lot of times. <laughs> so just constantly stressing the importance and educating of it's like, Hey, you know, like you just played this much. So we need to get some calories in right now because we're going to play again tomorrow. So there are certain things that we do from a supplementation standpoint, like we have protocols for all different situations. There's like general wellness. We have a back-to-back -back protocol. I've got one specific for the coaches that we're doing with like some nootropics because they're always like planning and meeting and like their side, I feel like is so much more mental 
it's just like they're constantly thinking of like what situation could we be in? I think that it's interesting too, when you look at the age range of NBA, where we're kind of like this, you know, 19 years old to 35 ish. A lot of my younger guys are not burning calories outside of work because they love to play video games. Whereas <laughs> like my older ones who have a couple like young children at home, they're going to be actually expending more than my younger ones. Cause they're running around with their kids. Yeah. So those things are interesting as well. Things to consider, but it's so cool for me to point at like one of our highest paid, like most rewarded, like most successful guys to young players coming in and say, ask him about his routine. Look at what he does. He never misses a meal. He's consistent with his protein intake. Like he's doing a cherry Bundy with magnesium and like the L-theanine after the games. Like look at this guy's routine and like he's walking around with his jug of water. Like if you want to be here for that long and like be rewarded like that, look at what he does nutritionally. So I don't even have to really preach. It's just like I let the veterans speak for me. So Cherubundi is a, just for those who don't know, is a tart cherry juice, which is great for muscle recovery and boosting your natural melatonin, which helps you sleep. I'm just wondering if there's any other particular supplements that you really push with your guys that you find to be beneficial. Yeah, we have a couple of different protocols. So there's like different levels. So level one would be, hey, just have a cherry juice, see how you feel. And then like level two, it's like, we're going to do cherry juice with uh, magnesium in it. And the magnesium is responsible for over like 200 things inside of our bodies. But one of its purposes is it helps you to calm down. And so if you think about these guys getting caffeinated at 7 PM on a regular basis, you know, how long is it going to take us to settle down and get to sleep? So that's like level one, level two. And then for level three, uh, we'll add in a small dose of melatonin with L-theanine to also promote calmness. And then another one, valerian root. We also have one that is a casein protein that has tart cherry extract and magnesium and tryptophan. That one's got a little bit more melatonin in it. And so that's like, if you need as well, like some extra calories from protein at night, that's another option, but we let everyone kind of like try out and find what worked best for them. So some people like the cherry juice, some people like the protein supplement. So th that's all stuff that you're giving post game. Yep. So I'm like on the plane with my box that I've got made up and I've got the little pill and everything and who wants a sleep kit <laughs> getting everybody excited about it. But part of it too, is like when we talk about nighttime rituals like that becomes for them like part of their ritual and so it's like i'm gonna have this with this and i know it's time to start relaxing and getting wound down this concludes part one of our conversation with anthony zamora be sure to check out part two to keep up with anthony follow him on instagram at at the chef az you can also follow the jazz through the 2021 2022 nba season on both instagram and twitter at at utah jazz until next time for more information on food of the gods or to download other episodes visit us at at food of the gods or wherever you listen to podcasts you can also follow us on instagram at at food of the gods pod or email us at food of the gods podcast at gmail.com 
Food of the Gods is a Digitant Podcast production. 